someone say or did you say I can't remember someone said something about well couldn't every auteur film just be a therapy film and it really made me think like hmm because yeah, well, that tour thing suggests that yeah you yeah, might, it's supposed to be mind your own whatever yeah. it's your personal vision and they used to really have a hang up about it at least certain people who were into into auteur stuff in the whatever 60s and 70s that they really wanted it to be I remember talking to someone who said oh the 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 director has to either write the script or be involved in the writing because it's supposed to be this entirely personal point of view, you know, yeah. ideally autobiographical. But I thought they just the premise of like whatever a tour when Bill mm-hmm. Connell a tour, yeah, you're like a screenwriter slash director, but it doesn't have to be autobiographical. It just I would like, have said that absolutely. A world. But certain people, absolutely. But certain people really fetishized, I think, that that idea. That (laughs) there were certain people who really wanted to say, no, no, like, oh, I don't know, talking about how what? Uh, Godard and Breathless. Well, did you know that Godard, you know, you know, lived this kind of, you know, was a kind of petty thief and for a time in his youth, and you know, they try to try to draw very distinct lines, and that became became part of, I think, the downfall of auteur theory. There was such literalism. Everyone went to interview the director. Everyone kind of did a Hitchcock Truffaut in a way. Like, what do you think about your own work? What were you thinking when you shot this? What were you, you know, and then if possible, is there a way I can draw a connection? So I just think it's an extreme form of, especially at the time of getting into a tour theory is that you're trying to find something ideally autobiographical, but you're right. It doesn't have to be it can just be worldview. Yeah. But when you say like, um, I just don't know the story when that they attacked Godard, mm-hmm. you mean like just that he used to be like a thief in his real life? Well, yeah. The, I mean, they seem to be kind of fishing for what about Godard you know, mm-hmm. can be mapped over the lead character where he, he kind of was lead, leading this kind of a life in some way so that we can we can get some sort of satisfying. Because like with yeah. Truffaut, he like he did semi-autobiographical stuff and had an alter ego played by, you know, Jean-Pierre Léod in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 400 Blows and then a whole series yeah, of films. Yeah. And that's that's I think that was kind of satisfying for people who were way into auteur theory. Yeah. Oh, anyway, let's just we'll talk about all this okay. more. <laughs> but I agree. Let's talk about you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Shall I just start? Sure. I might even use some of what we just. Doing. Okay. Oh, we'll see. Oh, I'll cut around. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Put a chunk in if we don't, especially if we don't say it that well later. <laughs> okay. Um, hi. Welcome to Film Suck. We are back with our quote-unquote therapy films episode and and by therapy films we've been interested in the idea of where um as far as one can tell anyway the film seems to be the director's working out of some sort of psycho usually psychodrama um of their own in a film if you as as i think i mentioned the last episode if you look up therapy film there actually is there are categories um that are different like films that can be used as therapy they make you feel better when you're depressed or films that are about the therapy process etc that's not what we're really interested in i wouldn't even call it like i think i it's like filmmaking as therapy it's not even that's closer yeah just what it is it's not about the subject matter i like therapy film until i realized it had so many other definitions i was like wow Mm -hmm. i never would have thought of it but yeah so and you know very timely (laughs) yes because we both watch something that's getting a ton of praise and is very likely to win a lot of awards as we enter into so-called award season which is marriage story directed by noah Baumbach and starring um scarlett johansson and adam driver 
And yeah, it's just getting praise all over the place. So we both watched it. Um, and it does seem to exemplify what we're talking about as the as the therapy film or filmmaking there is therapy or however we want to put it. Yeah, I already got awards. It's celebrated. I don't. Yeah, there's just a complete mystery, really. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. And I, I think you, you watched it at home, right? And, and I did. Netflix. I didn't see it but in the I, theater. Yeah. And I watched it at the movie theater when it just came out in New York. Mm-hmm. It was like a full movie theater in, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, what is it? Something Clinton Hill or borough somewhere in Brooklyn in the mm-hmm. fancier part. And the movie theater was, was like packed with people in their, like medium age in their 60s or 70s which made me think is it like noah's parents (laughs) like a kid from brooklyn (laughs) who who are these people some like professor professor types Uh and i think they like were really into it you can tell by like the audience if you're like sitting in there Wow, that's so, so interesting. So, like, wow. so I have to be kind of honest. Like, I, 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 clearly a lot of people really liked it. Oh know? God, yes, my feed that's was in like. fact even before you mentioned it, I was seeing people or around the same time you did to me. I was seeing people wildly praise it. I mean, yeah. people who really think of themselves as pretty up on films were just like, "This is a devastating film. It's an amazing film." And I've always avoided Noah Baumbach. I should say, as a preface, <laughs> like the plague. I don't think I've ever seen one of his films because I've seen previews and clips of his films, and I'm just like, "Oh, the pain, the pain." It's just like he has an approach that, and it's hard for me to even articulate why. But there's a certain, certain mode of filmmaking that I have always hated, and he exemplifies it. Is, isn't he like since he's considered again an heir to kind of Woody Allen? He but but without humor but he kind of has this feel to his all, all of his films and i i didn't i watched probably half of <laughs> half of his output it's kind of like journaling but boring parts sometimes <laughs> okay sometimes not as boring but they're really like like it's like a person sitting on the bed writing in his diary yeah i read like the comparisons video. to woody ellen like and, and it was just like wow i i never realized how much i liked woody ellen then in that case <laughs> because woody ellen just somehow seems 50 times more I don't know, at least interesting, but certainly, and again, funny, funny makes all the difference. Uh, funny is, is at that level that Woody Allen was working at his best is, is a huge, what, talent that's, you know, almost inarguable. And, and, and suddenly you just realize, wow, that really sets Woody Allen apart. We'll get to Woody Allen doing therapy film later. He's the most obvious candidate there is. But Noah Baumbach seems especially to be, and he's talked about it. I was reading up on him and he was saying, Oh, in a, in a long ago interview that he'd always regarded film as a as a as perfect material. I mean, as life as as the ideal material for film. But it's it's also interesting that with this particular film, he's he's denying repeatedly in interviews that it has anything to do with with his own life. While the interviewers are trotting out all the reasons why people are reading it as, come on, isn't this really a reflection of your, you know, somewhat contentious divorce, supposedly anyway, from the actress Jennifer Jason Lee, in which one of the bones of contention was their son and her desire to live in in L.A. in California and his insistence. <laughs> On staying in New York, which is a huge part of, you know, the contention in this messy divorce that occurs is the central plot of marriage story. And he keeps denying it and denying it and saying, no, I had her read it, feeling confident that she would she would be fine with it because it's nothing to do with us. And so they're they're sticking to their story. But, you know, at the same time, he, he talks freely about how Squid and the Whale, which is another of his divorce films, is all about the the painful divorce of his parents and how it messed him up for life, supposedly. 
Oh man, he should really make like all uh, something like to div- his his parents' divorce film, his own divorce film, something yes. like his kid wedding film, his <laughs> yes. own pre I don't know what hospital deathbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's kind of that type of guy. As he moves, through. and somebody did that. They but, went through each of his films and talked about the main issues and said, and see how it exactly maps mm-hmm. on to where he is in his life. So. Yeah. Yeah. But but even watching it, like, did, didn't you feel, despite whatever, I guess it's like acclaimed actors and all that, mm-hmm. but who can be interested in that, considering that there's, it's not humorous like Woody Allen stuff, it just really only sort of can be semi, I guess, like, appealing or accessible to, like, coastal elites. Who cares? New York and LA was pronounced, I don't know, a hundred times in the film. Yes. It's, you just, know, it's just so oh, petty. Constant. It's like a constant. weird OCD story about... Yeah, I found like a coastal elites with no yeah, humor. Yeah, and the, the, the huge deal that the wife had wanted to play by Scarlett Johansson had wanted to to go live in LA some of the time, and that the husband had ignored it, but she'd never made a, a stand about it. So he's claiming, "Well, I didn't know you wanted that much." I mean, it's so boring. You're right. Even saying all this is so boring. I, I, I cannot I had believe the same it's feeling. like an, yeah. The, that the script like that exists. Imagine pay, pay, reading page upon yeah, after and finding page. It, people are finding stuff. it like insightful. Like this is know. really a film that somehow exposes what truly goes on. And I'm like, truly goes on for who? I had the same relationship to it you did in that. Who is this for? I don't is, know. Is this, it seems so profoundly fake to me. All of yeah, it. Yeah, it just didn't even create like a piece of life. Let's say, okay, it is very much some sort of successor to some Kramer versus Kramer, right? Yeah, God, yeah. But, but yeah, and I know you, you hate Meryl I Strip, hate that scene. But I that, think that film, that I film, hated it always. But I <laughs> guess even that film has at least some sort of sappy quality. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It made some point about, I don't know, fatherhood. Well, I was trying to get a beat on it. I read, and I was reading about, you know, some of the reviews, which are, so many of them were just wildly rave reviews. And, and one, was, one was talking about the brilliance of the big fight scene, you know, the way they really mm-hmm. had this huge, really nasty, nasty fight. And, and according to the director, according to Baumbach, is that how you say his name? Baumbach, I think. Um, he said yep. something like, uh, well, it's that, that, you know, they, they allow lawyers to come into the divorce Mm-hmm. to divorce procedure, which supposedly they were going to try to avoid lawyers. And the lawyers sort of take over the process in a really ugly way. And so he says, it's like they've both been silenced. They both lost their voice as the lawyers took over, you know, speaking for them and distorting what they actually wanted. And now it's like they're children and they're just recovering their voice. And I'm cringing to say and so it's true. When 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 it climaxes, it gets to the ugliest part when Adam Driver's character starts shrieking, I hope you die of some terrible illness. I hope you get hit by a car. I hope you... And I just was kind of half laughing, going, oh, come on. <laughs> this It seemed like a super contrived scene to me, but it was clearly... Many people are receiving this as, wow, that is so profoundly emotional. I'm just a wreck watching it. And I was just like... <laughs> I, I don't know. It seemed like it was building to a kind of deliberate, it had an idea like that behind it. Someone had a notion about how human emotion works and that they had laid it over what these people were going to say to each other. Because I was just like, this just doesn't seem, this doesn't ring true to me at all. No. But the then whole I, film you know, I don't know these track. people. So maybe, maybe if you, you mean, know people who are super successful in, you know, who are either winning the MacArthur Genius Award or are getting nominated for an Emmy or, you know, it's the this, this super successful living in a bubble 
literary crowd, you know, performance performer crowd. It's it's very much the Woody Allen kind of um, tiny strata of people that are involved. And so, are, is this what they're like? God, I don't know. <laughs> are they really that boring? <laughs> and that, I guess and that's, that's the petty. question. I mean, you're really watching it going, I don't know. I'm just literally watching it going, I don't understand what the big problem is here. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he no makes problem. such a huge deal about how he doesn't want to have to go buy coastal 